Welcome into the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XY, can your internet do that? Welcome in, I'm DP Sidley with the Deep Slant Podcast and we are talking NFL draft prospects. It's 2023. I actually started this series last year when the Texans had the number three overall pick and uh, the number 15 overall pick. And we got to know a lot of these prospects really in depth uh, thanks to some of the beat writers that have covered them throughout the college ranks. So I know that we're pretty well versed on some of these prospects. We sort of know what the buzzwords surrounding them are, but this is to give you a little bit more of an in-depth look at who they are as a person, what they bring to the game, and uh, really their road to where they are today as far as being a top NFL draft prospect. So we've got a lot of players to get to. I'll try to crank through as many as I can before the draft hits here in April. So let's get right to it. But first, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston, so you can do more of what you love. Stream the game on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network and keep your home team happy with a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? We're continuing our NFL draft series for 2023 prospects and, of course, tons of Alabama prospects in this draft class. I've got Charlie Potter, who covers Alabama football for 24-7 sports, joining me. This time, we're talking about edge rusher Will Anderson. Charlie, welcome in. It seems like we're seeing a lot of each other over these past two years with all these Alabama prospects. But what have you thought about Will Anderson and the buzz surrounding him so far? Yeah, I mean, first off, thanks for having me. I think with Will, the the buzz around him, I feel like it it really generated his freshman season. He's a guy that came in during the COVID year. So, you know, we as reporters aren't really allowed anywhere near the facility. They're trying to be as safe as possible. And the first people they're going to kick out is media, as you probably well know. But um, Sure do. <laughs> yeah. Even then, it, it was hard to ignore and avoid the buzz that he was generating as a true freshman. Uh, in the springtime in Alabama's preseason camp, I was getting texts and calls just being like, this guy is insane. Like they can't block him. He's he's going to be very hard to keep off the field. And sure enough, Alabama puts out its depth chart, much as the chagrin of Nick Saban on that first game week of the season. And there's Will Anderson, top line, true freshman as an outside linebacker. And uh, he held on to that spot his entire career and just was remarkable. You know, he had a unbelievable season in, in 2021 whenever he was really comfortable and was the guy on that defensive side of the ball. Heck, as a sophomore, he was named a team captain. Uh, and I think that says a lot about him as a person and as a player. This past year, you saw teams really hone in on him and maybe try to take him out of the, the game plan or for, from him you know, wreaking havoc in the backfield. But he still had a, uh, an excellent season. He had double-digit sacks. I think nearly 20 tackles for loss. He was near the, the lead or led the SEC in both categories. And, you know, he – exits Alabama as a guy that is second. And, you know, you, you look at Alabama's or at Will Anderson's career and think, how can this guy be second in terms of sacks and tackles for loss? But he's behind a guy named Derek Thomas, who just mm. obliterated the stat sheet when he was at Alabama. So an amazing career. He won every defensive award you can win this past season. And he deserved it. And uh, as good of a player as Will Anderson is, he's even, he's a, an even better person. And I think just with, you know, how his teammates perceive him, the impact that he has. I think that says a lot. And yeah, wherever he goes, he's he, somebody's going to get a special player and he's going to have a long and prosperous career in the NFL. I think one of the most impressive parts of his game is just his ability to get pressure on opposing quarterbacks. And just in looking at his stats, especially his 2021 stat line, 81 total pressures, 55 quarterback hurries, 11 quarterback hits, and an outstanding 15 sacks on the season. 
What do you think makes him so effective at getting to the quarterback? It's a good question. I don't think it's just one thing. I think he is a guy that knows how to use his technique and has really worked on that over the course of his career. He knows how to use his hands. He is effective just in being a strong pass rusher and um, kind of bullying his way into the backfield. He, he can do everything. And I think that's something that's progressed over the course of his time at Alabama. You know, he's worked with South Sanceri a lot in, in uh, doing that. And then Coleman Hudson this last season. And yeah, I mean, just to finish your career with your 34 and a half sacks is, is special. And it is, it's funny that uh, the 2021 season, it he was just a havoc in the backfield. But you also had the emergence of Dallas Turner who was a true freshman then, another former five-star recruit at Alabama, kind of emerged in the second half of the season. And because um, I think teams were starting to focus more on Will and being like, we can't let this guy disrupt our game. And while Dallas kind of emerged and had some good stats, it still didn't stop Will from, from having uh, remarkable performances. And this past year, like I said at the beginning, even more so, teams tried to stop 31 from just disrupting everything they were doing in the backfield. It didn't work all the time, but his numbers took a little bit of a dip. But uh, I think that also says a lot about the respect he has from opposing offensive coordinators, because he is a guy that whenever he gets his his hands on a tackle or you know makes his you know, pass rush move, he's going to be in the backfield and be in the backfield in a hurry because he has a quick first step. And, um, you know, he's he's a knowledgeable player, so he knows what to do. He knows what the play is. You know, where the play is coming, uh, where the ball is coming. And so, um, yeah, it's, you know, I, I feel like I'm just reading the almanac or, or like the <laughs> what makes a good pass rusher. But I really think if you, if you were to look that up, Will's picture might be under there because he brings everything to the table. And, um, you know, I, I think he's a guy that he's not someone you're going to ask to really drop in coverage a lot. I think when Alabama did that, that was kind of a mistake. But, you know, the times they send him, the times he's only on the scrimmage and, you know, helping stop the run or getting after the quarterback, he's going to be effective. And if not, he's going to freeze opportunities up for his teammates. And he did a lot of that during his time in Alabama. I was reading somewhere that the one thing holding Will Anderson back from being considered generational talent might be his size. And I feel like we had this discussion with about Bryce Young as well, but 6'4", 243 pounds. How fair is that assessment that that's the one thing holding him back? I mean, is there a concern that he might not put on more weight or that being undersized is somehow holding him back from the stat sheet? Because the stat sheet certainly doesn't reflect it holding him back at all. Yeah, it doesn't. But um, I think he could he could certainly add some weight. He is leaner when you just look at him. You know, he's an imposing figure. He's a guy that definitely earned the Terminator nickname. But I think he could certainly add some some bulk to his frame. I, I don't know if that's something that teams want him to do. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I, I think it's certainly something he could do though. But, you know, you, you look at the way Alabama's defense has evolved. And I think maybe they're looking to get back to more of the old school approach is you know, they wanted those leaner guys in the defensive line to be able to, to chase down guys, to be able to get back in the backfield in a hurry and to be able to chase down people in space. And we've seen an evolution on the defensive side of the ball across college football because offenses are so fast and spread out. But I think at the next level, he can certainly add some some weight. And uh, I don't think he's a guy that would have any problem with that. And I don't think it would be that much of an issue for him because you know he came in as a, a leaner, even more lean person. And uh, I think it's a situation where if he's asked to do that again, or even, you know, bulk up to maybe 250, 255. I, I don't know if 260 is maybe where they want him, but I think he could do that. And um, I think that at that playing weight, he could still be very effective because 
Um, he's going to be even, even stronger, even more powerful, have some more punch behind uh, his pass rushing ability. So um, I, I haven't really heard anybody say anything about his size being an issue, but I could certainly see if, if it need be, he could add it and that wouldn't be any kind of problem for him. All right. Any particular performance or moment in your time covering Anderson that really stands out to you? There's a lot, you know, I mean, heck you think about the, the pick six he had early in the season this past year. Honestly, though, when I think of Will, and this is a kind of a, a reporter bias thing, it's kind of just the the snippets, the sound bites he's provided behind the podium. Because there was a time last year where you know Alabama almost lost at Florida. They went on the road and, and lost at Texas A and M. And he's a he's a guy. If, if he ends up in Houston, you'll you'll know this right away. He always has a smile on his face. You know whether he wants to speak to reporters or not, he's going to do it. He's just a, a happy go lucky guy, like around the facility when he's not on the field and that obviously changes when he gets on the field but when that happened he just the smile kind of vanished and he was all business and he provided some of the best quotes just in terms of you know being a leader and kind of getting back to the Alabama standard and stuff it's it wasn't that boring I can promise you that but (laughs) he jazzed it up Yeah. yeah you could tell he was pissed off and it was refreshing because you know, guys at, at Alabama, especially, they're they're robots when it comes to talking to us. And we'll just let it fly about how he felt, about how guys weren't doing their jobs and how they had to get back to a certain way. And that's, you know, as someone that covers the team on a regular basis, you like to see that and see guys be open. So for me, when I think Will, I just I think of that and I think of just what he said to us when he would come up, because, I mean, like like we've talked about, he makes plays all the time. But I think it's that that charisma is that attitude um, that makes him special. It's what makes players gravitate towards him. It's why he was voted a two-time team captain. So yeah, I think if he ends up in Houston, Texas fans are going to love him, but I think reporters are going to love him just as much because he's a guy that he's going to speak his mind. And when things aren't going well, he's going to be pissed off about it. And I think that's always just to hear a player be open about that. That's always something that you respect as a reporter. All right, Charlie, what about other players uh, from Alabama that are in this year's draft class? There's so many that are draft eligible, but who are some of the other players to watch out for? Yeah, obviously, Bryson Wheeler, the big names, but Alabama has some good players in this draft. I think Brian Branch, the defensive back, uh, another junior that declared he's going to be a guy that could hear his name called in the first round. He could be the first safety off the board, and he's a guy that can play a lot of roles. I think he played every position or at least practiced every position uh, during his time in Alabama in the secondary. and. Um, yeah, he's a guy that I think can bring a lot to a team. I think Jameer Gibbs is that versatile running back that can, you know, make explosive plays in the run game, but also, you know, you can split him out wide and play him as a receiver. You know, he's going to be a guy that that has a successful career in the NFL. And you know, those are the guys that I think that are kind of at the top of the list in terms of, you know, day one picks, maybe early day two. But um, Alabama has a ton. You're right. Eli Ricks, the corner, played one year at Alabama after transfer from LSU. I'll be interested to see you know, how he measures and what he does, you know, leading up to the draft and where he goes. You have some seniors like Jordan Battle, the the safety, uh, Henry Toa Toa, the, um, the linebacker. And I was in Mobile this past week, and um, Alabama had a strong contingent down there. I think guys like Cameron Latou, the tight end, Tyler Steen, the offensive tackle, Emil Ekior, offensive guard, those guys, you know, did some good for themselves, showed some versatility and impressed some folks down there. So, yeah, it should be another draft where Alabama has – you know, multiple picks, if not, you know, double digit. And uh, they'll just continue to add to that first round total because I know Will and Bryce, they're not going to last long. 
Well, I'm sure D'Amico Ryans will have his eye on some of the Alabama players as a former Alabama alum himself. Charlie, appreciate the time. Charlie Potter, he covers Alabama football for 24-7 sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Charlie underscore Potter. Charlie, appreciate We may be hitting you up later in the draft season as well, so appreciate the time and the insight. Yeah, no problem. Thanks again for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to check out more of these podcasts, you can go to HoustonTexans.com. We'll have the video versions. We'll have story versions. And, of course, we'll have all the coverage of the NFL draft, free agency, all that, and more. That's going to do it for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And, as always, go Texans.